0: Hey, you're listening to Podcast Rewind with Erica Jarvis and Amy Randolph. This is the podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Enjoy!
1: Of podcast rewind, our quinceanera, if you will, quinceanera episode. <laughs> I am one half-ish of your podcast rewind host today, Erica Jarvis. Actually, you're one third this week, exactly. Erica. Um, this is
0: Amy Randolph, the other normal co-host we have for the very first time. A guest co-host yes. of the podcast today, and she's a lady that I know pretty well. A little bit, known her a long time, like almost my, life. my whole life. Because it's my mom.
1: Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. What well, do think? Amy's mom. The mother of all podcasters. The mother of all podcaster. Me, yeah. Totally. Yes, exactly.
0: So mom's in town this weekend doing a visit, and, uh, and I It text- doesn't
1: mean we don't podcast. It
0: doesn't mean we don't podcast. Yeah, the <laughs> show must go on. So I had to text mom early this week and said, you know, if you're staying here on Sunday, Sunday is podcast day, and you're going to have to be on the show. And she said- do I have to prepare a, a podcast? I'm
1: not in Listen. Homework. I don't like homework. If we barely prepare, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is a really fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants type of situation. I like that. I like that. So, so mom's here today. Maybe she'll talk podcasts. Maybe she'll just quip in and... Uh, you know, see how it goes. But there's one thing we can definitely talk about for sure, and what is that? And it is your homemade Bloody Mary that you made for us today. Our drink of the week. Now, this is one of my specialties. It is. We all know that I love a Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Um. So everyone, cheers. Cheers. cheers! 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 Clink! 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 Um. So this is a vodka Bloody
1: Mary. Oh yeah, and it is delicious. It's been the weekend of Bloody Marys. We were at Epcot yesterday, and Amy, you sent me a text message. Of a Bloody Mary that we absolutely had to try. Had to try. It was called the Stowaway Mary. And she included two chicken nuggets. She did. So
0: <laughs> I don't think we've talked about it on the show before, but I mean, we've had a Bloody Mary that destroyed all of our like senses of what a Bloody Mary is. Yes. When we were in Tybee Island, Georgia, a couple of weeks or a couple of years yeah. ago, we had, and they only offered on Sundays at Fanny's on the beach, yep. the big old Mary. Oh, and this thing
1: comes with a broad,
0: a cheeseburger as a garnish, a barbecue,
1: a barbecue cheese bacon, bacon cheeseburger. Oh, it is intense when you order it. They're like, "We'll be back in like ten because we have to go make you a we burger, make a cheeseburger." Like we went and we had that Bloody Mary. It was so good. And your family always goes to Tybee Island, so then yeah. my family was like, "We have to check out Tybee Island." And my dad was like, "Yeah, but are we gonna have the Bloody Mary when we're there?" And <laughs> I think obviously. we went. My family booked a trip there. Because of that. The Randall started a trend. Oh, we love Tybee. I we do love oh, Tybee. We're, to Tybee. We're going
0: back to Tybee Island this April. Yeah. Mom's going to be there. And uh, For those who don't know, it's really go right around
1: the corner from Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so
0: the big old Mary we loved. And I knew that we had to try the Stowaway Mary yeah. at the um, at Epcot yesterday because I saw the sign. Yeah. And not only did it come with blue cheese stuffed olives. Which is my favorite. It came with two chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets.
1: So, Erica, what happened to your chicken nuggets? Um, Because I'm thirsty (laughs) for likes, not beverages, I was too busy taking a very artistic photo of my Bloody Mary, trying to get the world showcase in the background, Instagramming a food slash (laughs) beverage, all in one combo. if you will, and a bird sure as shit came up and grabbed my chicken nuggets and ran away with it. <laughs> oh, you should have seen Eric's. I was just like, oh, <laughs> no. Oh. And the
0: bird touched my beverage. It's not, and like, it wasn't even a, like, a cool bird. If, if oh. Again, we live in Florida. Like, people that listen to this podcast know this by now. Yeah. And we have these little shit birds called <laughs> white ibis. Yes. I mean, it's really, like... It's Just a nothing bird. <laughs> it's like a white bird with this long. It's a nothing bird. Or it's a loving burger. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but yeah, there's like this, white ibis. Yes, scavengers uh-huh. came up and just took her chicken nuggets. And I, it wasn't until later that I realized, like, that's almost cannibalism. It was hundred <laughs> percent. Mom liked that one. Oh, that's
1: funny. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, well. That's fine if I lost a chicken nugget, but a bird, like, touched my beverage, and I cannot continue to drink it. So I definitely brought it back, and they are like, oh, yeah, you can have a new one. And a bird touched your
0: beverage.
1: Anyway, so today we are having bird-free. Chick- bird-free. Um,
0: Bloody Marys. Um, anyway, so that might be what we're obsessed with this week, but let's move on. Let's talk about obsessions. Yes. Um, I've got something. Do you want me to go first? Please, let okay. us know. What are you obsessed with? Oh, my God. I put it on my Facebook this week. So... I, anyone, I, I've already talked about this. I don't know about on the show or not, but I'm so excited that Roseanne, the sitcom, is getting a reboot. Yes, I cannot wait to see the Connor family with that blanket and everyone yep. back in. And Dan's not dead. Dan's <laughs> not dead anymore. We just forget about that. Move on. Exactly. Move on. Oh, he died at the end. At the end of yeah, it was like the... all a dream. Remember that last season got real weird where they won the lotto and then he left her and then he dies. At the, like, in the last episode. I guess so, I never watched last I don't know season. if they were mad at John Goodman or what. I don't know what that was I about. I don't know either. Um, but anyway, so I'm excited about that in general. Yes. But here's what I'm obsessed with. On uh-huh. the heels of the Roseanne reboot, it was On the heels
1: of Will and Grace Of the, the Will and reboot. Grace
0: reboot, which we have talked about on the show. Yeah. And so exciting.
1: Another sitcom is getting a reboot. They are so, so excited. Murphy Brown! Oh, Murphy Brown with Candice Bergen uh, is uh, coming back. And I hope everybody else comes back too. I the hope show so. worked too. really together yeah. as a full ensemble. Yeah. And if they stay true to Murphy Brown, new secretary or new assistant every week. Yeah, but and you know what? I think um, the guy that, like that Dan Rather
0: character, Dead. I think that actor passed away.
1: Probably
0: don't know his name. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, Murphy Brown's coming back. Oh, you're such a I'm good so show. I'm so excited. And you know, the article that I read about it too it said like in this fake news world that we're yes. living in now, like we have got to bring this back and Absolutely. like defend network news. Um <laughs> my mom my mom is disciplining my podcasts. It's been great having um, She was Here. eating my shoes. She was eating your shoes. Yes.
1: yes. Erica, what are you obsessed with? Well, I want to say I am really excited about the Murphy Brown whole thing. Yeah, you know, female journalists gonna fight this fake news. And it was around the TV, like the TV back then was so good. Yes, you I know, love talk about this all the time. Sitcoms. I am open to tell many people how much I dislike the Golden Girls. but <laughs> I loved Empty Nest. Nest. I don't this know. one loves Empty Nest. <laughs> Super him him too. Do? running down the beach with his dog and his two daughters. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. So hot like best Murphy, daughters too. Yes, hot best daughters. But with Murphy Brown coming back, I am super excited. Um, my obsessed of the week isn't as hilarious as yours is i got three <laughs> inches cut off of my hair this week and i feel like i've gained 15 minutes back in blow drying and so like <laughs> time it's, back is important it really time is, is money you, have long hair. you can be in there for like an hour and you're sweating all over again yes yeah, you just, have long it's just curling hair. back up at the yeah and you're like what was the point here so i got a new haircut and that made me really happy okay <laughs>
0: well, hey you're obsessed with what you're obsessed with yes we're obsessed at Podcast Rewind with podcasts. We absolutely are, Amy. So do you want to talk about some podcasts?
1: I would love to. Unless your right. mom had anything she's obsessed with. Yeah, oh, I'm so, in
0: so sorry, Mom. What are you obsessed with this week?
1: Well, I have lots of, of uh, ideas.
2: Are you... However, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk long. Are you obsessed that you're visiting your daughter in Orlando? Thrilled. Thrilled to get out of that Michigan winter? Well, you know, I left Michigan. It was 51 degrees. In January, that's very unusual. Yeah, that is. That's a heat wave. Yeah. So, you know, but it's warm up here. In fact, it was so warm in Michigan in January,
1: a convertible passed
2: me on the expressway with its (laughs) top down.
1: Oh, growing up north, if it hits above 40, people are like, shorts. Should we? Yeah. Should I should put we my bikini on? Yeah. Sandals. We need sandals. Should we barbecue?
0: I did tell mom when we were walking around Epcot yesterday that we're going to have to start buying her, like, sandals and flip-flops. And she goes, I can't walk in those things. <laughs> you get accustomed I to it really down.
1: quickly. <laughs> we'll
0: Let get you the kind the with the, the backs.
1: fall down. We'll get you the kind with the backs on them so you don't fall down. Yeah, that's what I said. I so yeah. we get you
0: the strappy kind with the sling back. No, they're super comfortable. I'm old. I could break a hip. No, no look, you couldn't. You're We're fine. You are way
1: too spry to break <laughs> anything. You're
0: very spry for for being the age that you are. I'm not going to say it <laughs> oh, because a lady you know. never reveals her age. People
1: listen to this podcast. But you know what ladies do reveal? <laughs> what favorite podcast they listen to this yes. week. Let's go back to podcasts. So podcast. So um, do want to talk about a podcast you talked to me about a couple weeks ago that I had to go back and listen to. Okay. So I think what everyone knows here on the show, Stuff Your Mom Never Told You is a big favorite of ours. Now, of course, mom is Your yeah. mom is here. And she told you everything, my, you Yes. Need, so and no. she will tell you that she told me everything. But exactly. there is a podcast out there. Oh, good. It's well, so you good.
0: Listen? I have listened to this one that she's about to talk about. <laughs> no, I'm she's asking if you mom. listen to her. I didn't listen at the time. I grew up and did
1: realize that my mom was always, always right. right. Oh, okay. yeah. <gasps> Thank you you That's Eileen's favorite thing to hear out of my mouth, too. Okay, but, Now that we have pumped up Sandy. Yeah. So um Mom Never Told You. You um talked about this before. It's with two hosts, Bridget and Emily. And I just realized the other day I've been following Emily on Instagram for a while and never put the two and two together. Oh, that the, is. That she host? was the host of Steph Mom Never Told You. No, what else does she do that? She has so a company her. called Boss Up. And so oh. with my blog always being about like taking down the girl boss concept, I'm yeah. like, just be a boss. Stop putting, like, qualifier in front of it. I try to follow other women that are the same way. And so it just kind of dawned on me the other day. like, I follow you. I, I know, know you. about you. I know you. Hopefully she knows us soon. So I keep tagging talk, her when we talk we about, about her. her. you got to <laughs> like this stuff, Tuts. So her, their January 12th episode, you came home and were like, whoa. Yeah. Are women using wine to cope with the patriarchy? And that's <laughs> the, the title, it's the title what? of the show. Yes. We are. We are. We are. Or Bloody Marys. Or Bloody Marys or anything. And I have been reading articles for quite some time now about how women are just kind of taking down the wine industry. Sometimes you don't care if it's a good glass of wine. It just needs to be wine. They almost can't grow enough grapes to keep up with us anymore. There's not enough grapes. There's not enough avocados. I mean, there are certain things we require to make it through our work week. So um, what the women talk about is it starts with the fact that Chrissy Teigen, who has been known to have some drinks and have a lot of fun and not feel bad about it, Mm -hmm. kind of realized that one glass of wine before an award show was turning into you know one while she was getting ready, one while she was on her way to the award show, one walking down the red carpet, a couple at the award show, and then maybe saying things to some highbrow celebrities that she didn't mean to say, so she wouldn't have done. If she was sober, so she wanted to reevaluate her drinking, and that's kind of what this whole thing really dives deep into: is should we be having more mindful drinking? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so, like, should you really monitor like how many glasses of wine you had a night? Because Bridget talks about like coming home from her work and like the digital space at Planned Parenthood, which sounds like it could be really a hard day, and you want a glass of wine. Yeah,
0: I mean, she talks about she's in high pressure all day long, and. You know, she doesn't want to get plastered, but she no. comes home and, re- and unwinds with Yeah,
1: she has a glass. glass of wine, you know, coming home from work, and then one while she's making dinner, and then, you know, later on with dinner, and one after dinner. Now it's four to five glasses of wine, but they talk about, like, the CDC says four drinks a night is considered binge drinking. So, <laughs> right. four, like, four glasses a night like, over oh, wait. a couple of hours, or women are only supposed to have 15 glasses, or 15 drinks in a week, and it's like, honey, I could probably do that in two or three days. Exactly, yeah. Especially if you start early. Like, you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. (laughs) No, you (laughs) cannot. Um, But I just thought it was really interesting, and I know we had talked about it, And they go into the fact that there are certain roles, or jobs, excuse me, that have higher levels of drinking, such as journalism and politics, and D.C. being such journalists and politics Mm -hmm. in one city. It's one of the highest, you know, cities for drinking, and I think to myself, like, yeah. I mean, I was in a high-stress job for a couple of years, and we all joked when we got out of it, eh, everyone has a little bit of a drinking problem now, because we'd be 3 o'clock in the afternoon and be like, I'd love to have this meeting with you, but do we do it at a bar now? Like, yes. And just sliding out of the office. unwind. Exactly. So I just wanted to talk about that and kind of get your thoughts on this whole thing, because it is January. Just the tail end in dry January it is a really big thing right now. Yeah. And they say it actually started in like the 1940s in Finland as a protest against the war, in like Russia and all of this kind of stuff, but it really wasn't until a few years ago, like maybe six years ago, that in England they started a dry January for people to prep to run marathons in February because that's such a right like a busy time to run marathons. So people weren't drinking for the month of January, and then it kind of slid over, and now it really is the hey, you went too hard over the Christmas holiday. Maybe you give your liver a break. Well, and also like New Year's
0: resolutions exactly. the New Year's starting fresh. People, a lot of people are dieting, going to the gym, so it makes sense to cut out alcohol for that month and you know, challenge yourself, and then, of course, under social media to hashtag dry January. Uh-huh. I, you know, my thoughts on that, on that episode that I did listen to on my own, and I thought about talking about it on the show a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. but um, something else came up. <laughs> I, I talked about something else. But um, what really struck me the most is that last bit that you just mentioned when I listened to this show about um, Bridget saying, you know, according to the CDC... More than four drinks a night is binge drinking. And I was like, well, I'm a lot like Bridget. I come home from work and I, you know, kind of change into comfier clothes. I feed the cats and I pour a glass of wine. And then, you know, throughout the night, um, between eating, watching TV, talking with you, I probably pour about three or four more. And I don't necessarily get drunk. I mean, my body's metabolizing it as I go along. I'm eating. I go to bed and I get back up for work in yeah. the morning. So, I don't, I mean, I don't wake up every day with a raging hangover. No. But if I think about it, I've probably had three to four drinks a night. And if that is considered binge drinking, I guess I'm an alcoholic. That's what really struck me about it. Yeah. My, my mom is definitely a wine fan. So, uh, what well, do you think? Like? wine at
2: night. Yeah. yeah. And, you
0: know,
2: I drink wine while I cook and then uh-huh. while I'm eating. So, we're talking three, maybe four. Uh-huh. So, that makes you a binge drinker, uh-huh. turns out. Um, but, you know, uh, merchandising is really hitting wine now. Yes. I, it, I think mm-hmm. it's geared towards women. Home decor and signs. And, uh, and As those, we point to our kitchen, that is covered yeah, with wine. just uh, gesture to our, around Epcot, a yes. lot of those things have, had some wine or other mm-hmm. things with it. Even the socks you got me at Christmas, you know. Oh, the yeah. wine
1: theme. That's but, so true. That,
2: but it's geared towards women. Yeah, the socks are,
1: are like on see. the bottom. Say if you can read this, bring me more wine. Yeah. or something right. Yeah, Which is, yes. is adorable. Uh, one foot
0: says if you can read this, and the bottom of the other sock says please bring me a glass of wine. Yeah, cute, fun gift because I know my mom loves yeah. to drink wine at night,
1: and we love brunching. And like I've got a sweatshirt that says like brunch squad on it. Uh huh. I know you've I've got, got like a champagne lot of is for Sunday or Sundays are for a champagne. Exactly, t-shirt. but like men don't. I mean, men's Clothes isn't necessarily geared towards drinking beer. They can buy a t-shirt that's got Budweiser on it. But, like, yeah. you're right. I feel like merchandising is really gearing towards women and their... Well, women we decorate, decorate the to wine. Drink. Exactly. And, and wine, wine. And, and women decorate the homes,
0: typically. Uh-huh. You know, like, if you live with your significant other, yeah. it's probably very likely that the woman is more in charge of the decor of the house. Yes. So, you know, cute wine glasses. Cute. We have... um Little wooden signs over here. One says, girls just want to have wine. And yeah. the other one says, I'm outdoorsy. I like, I like drinking, drinking on, on the court. patio. Yeah. <laughs> That's as so outdoorsy I can get. So, yeah, I mean, definitely, get. this this apartment that we both live in is fully decorated in a lot of alcohol-related decor. To, what I
1: realized is, like, looking around, we've got something above our cabinets that says corks. And you're supposed to fill it with corks. And it's almost like, hey, it's drink, more. drink more. Drink more. It's, it's not so like you can a little vessel. It's not it's a little a vessel. One. You're right. And it's That's, full. It's... <laughs> We've lived together a really long time. That's what we keep telling ourselves. Um, but like, it's almost like, hey, this is cute decor, but you gotta drink more if you want to actually have it be the right kind of thing. Yeah. So you're totally right. There's so many things that are geared towards women, and then they um, go on to say that, like, if you do Dry January, there is a strong sense that you actually will be really more mindful over your next six months, mm-hmm. and you will start to drink less. And there are apps, and I have one right now. It's called Dry January. And you tell it, in a month, this is what I probably drink. There's many bottles of wine, all of this kind of stuff. And it calculates how much you spend on average and how many calories you consume. And then... How many calories you're spending on wine, I don't actually want to know. I don't mean to know those things. But I don't really want right? to know. Right? But then you can go through. And every morning, it's like, hey, I got a question for you Did you drink last night. And you can either be like, nope, or yeah, I did. And I'm like, cool, what did you drink? And you enter it into the app. And you get a, um, a cup of tea. If you did not drink. And then you get like a glass (laughs) if you did drink on that calendar day. And then it tells you at the end of the week, like, hey, this week you saved $150 by not drinking every night. Or you saved this many calories. Hmm. So it does change your mind and go into that mindful drinking thing. But then they also talk about drink refusal self-efficacy, which I had to write that word down. (laughs) Efficacy. That's a good one. (laughs) Dollar in the jar for you. Um, They call it DRSE. And it's basically just drink refusal. Can you go to a party and have them say... Hey, you know, here's where all the drinks are. And You say, oh, do you have a LaCroix in the back? Yeah, or- water please. Diet water, Coke please. is fine. Yes. And so then they continue to have conversation about the, the two girls of, you know, oh, when I don't want to drink, I have club soda with lime, so people think I'm still drinking, no but I'm not me. drinking. And it's like, why do we have to get to that point where we have to uh-huh. convince others we're having alcohol? Is it to make them more comfortable? So then they don't ask you questions. Then they go into our absolute favorite thing. Yes. Yes, go. All right. Please. One of our favorite comedians is John Mulaney. As of right now, he is still not He's still a problematic phase. Okay. He hasn't done anything wrong. No, hashtag me too yet. No, not yet. Not going on <laughs> for <Fred> you, Mulaney. <laughs> but he has some great bits about how. His drinking would black him out, and mm-hmm. all of these hilarious things he did back in the day. But then he realized, like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. I to stop drinking! I have to stop drinking. And he says that you know, when you're an alcoholic and you go to someone's party, they don't know what to do, <laughs> so they're literally like, "I have an old turnip in my fridge. Would that be good for you? Is that good would for you, Mulaney? Would you like that?" <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's like his best skit. You have to check it out. But it's, funny. it's true. We don't know how to handle ourselves around somebody who is choosing not to drink. Especially with women, you know, I've always said, like, when I
0: get pregnant one day, I'm never going to make it to three months with, you know, being able to keep it quiet. Because the uh-huh. first time I'm in a social situation and turn down a drink, everyone's going to go, oh my
1: God, she's pregnant. Yay. Uh-huh. <laughs> that happened with our friend Beth. That did happen with our friend own Beth. Birthday Her party. own birthday party. She had made margaritas for everybody. It was a whole thing. And I tried like the mix of margaritas and I thought to myself, no one tested this because it is pure tequila. <laughs> I was fine with it. And I looked at her I'm like, Beth, can I get you something? And she's like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm going to stay with like the water. And I went. How far along are you? And she's like, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, honey, I have seen you (laughs) pregame pregame. You have a baby on that belly. We've been friends a long time. And I know you're not drinking. So
0: either you're on antibiotics or you are pregnant. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I don't want to go too, too long on this one while Mm -hmm. we continue to drink. But, you know, they had a great conversation between the two women. And Emily was saying how day drinking, she cannot do it. It will ruin her day. And now it is 1230 on a Sunday and we are imbibing. But, um... She was just saying a day drink for her will take her out. She'll just need to keep drinking all day. So she just cannot day drink. But um Bridget was like, listen, I love a boozy brunch. And who, who doesn't? doesn't? Come on. And um it was interesting. They said like, you know, going back to what you were saying about merchandise being geared towards women, there are other things that are being geared towards women, such as like A boozy yoga class. Come to yoga and then do drinks Mm -hmm. afterwards. Do you want to do a painting class? Okay, but we're going to do shots first or, you know, bring your own champagne to a painting class. We are gearing activities towards women to also include alcohol.
0: Yeah. And and there was also a part of the podcast, you know, if you go back and listen, that was interesting. Maybe kind of a stretch, but talking about the current just high stress uh, that a lot of people feel due to the administration. Correct. Uh, it may be causing more people uh-huh. to unwind with alcohol than yeah. they would otherwise, which, you know, the title of the episode being, you know, Are the, We Drinking to Forget? To Forget, yeah, the patriarchy. Um, yeah. yeah and they do, so they cover a lot, really. They do that cover a lot. And
1: they talk about that in the end. One of the women who is um, basically the main subject of mm-hmm. the podcast towards the end has a whole, you know, piece about what it means to drink to forget the patriarchy. And she says it wasn't until she really became sober that she saw things that were going on around her. I do feel like that was a stretch. Uh, yeah, it, it did get a little stretch. 80% of the time, I'm sober. You know what I mean? I know <laughs> yeah. what's happening between nine and five. I get alerts on my phone. Even if I have a drink, I can still read CNN and understand what's happening. I don't think becoming sober is a wake up call, but um, I did think it was funny. They talk about, like, should we be brunching less and marching more? <laughs> and I immediately went back to last we week's both. Women's March, and we went and we had every You could have intention. You can have it all. We had every good intention. And, you know, we do have that forward thinking of feminism and what it means to be a true feminist and equality. I talked to a girlfriend the other day on Facebook who felt like because she wants to be a stay-at-home mom or serve her husband in the future whenever she's married, she's really not a feminist. And I was like, you know what makes no, you a feminist? No, no, wanting no. to do that but being okay with me being a potential working mother and us supporting each other and wanting everyone to be equal and happy. That's feminism. And she was like, oh, I didn't think about that. I thought really – because I had more conservative thoughts, I can't be a feminist. And it's incorrect completely. You know what I mean? But so you can brunch, you can mimosa, you can do whatever you want. But if you have four drinks a night, you're binge drinking. <laughs> Wait, no, the irony
2: the person causing all this angst among women doesn't drink. Yeah. That, oh my
1: God, it's that's so a great true. Point. It's I mean, so true. His he, vice He's got me a gun. <laughs> so there's
0: a bit that's of why he's,
1: irony That's why he's
0: 6'3 thing. and 239 pounds, Amy. Yeah, a spelt <laughs> 239. Two Lies.
1: Uh, Lies.
2: A bird never
0: took his chicken
2: nuggets.
1: <laughs> well, he <laughs> eats them in the sky on his private jet. <laughs> he's
0: not an yeah.
1: Air Force <laughs> No, yeah.
0: <He's, laughs> he he wants those chicken nuggets. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about a podcast <laughs> that... I listened to this week, um, and if you listen to this podcast, uh, you know that I am a big fan of true crime. That's brand new information. Yeah. Oh, come on with you. <laughs> so I love listening to true crime podcasts. I've talked about them here. I also, like, you know, 2020. 20, 48 hours. Oh, yeah. Do- do- ID Network. Netflix net- documentaries. Yeah, the ID Network. I just call it the Murder Channel. And um, <laughs> I think a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, i watching the Murder Channel. I, watching, I don't know. That one channel
1: where they murder Oh, I was telling you about a meme the other day that was so great. It's like, once you turn 30, cauliflower becomes your new carbs, and you only watch TV shows where people get murdered. And I was like, ew. Amy, you. I was like, yeah, that is me, except screw
0: fucking cauliflower, like, pizza crust. Like, uh, no. No. I'm sorry I'm swearing, Mom, right in front of you, but fuck that shit. Anyway. So I love true crime podcasts. You come by it naturally. Uh, yeah. You're a potty mouth.
2: No, no.
1: Murder. Bird- oh. <laughs> by murder, honestly. Really fun living with you these last five years.
2: I judge a good story by there has to be a dead body in the first two to three pages. If there's not a dead body, that book goes back. Uh,
0: I come by it. (laughs) Honest.
1: (laughs) You is who you is.
0: (laughs) I is who I am (laughs) who I am. Okay, so, anyway. I also can poke fun at myself. Yes. And... I found a podcast this week um, that is a true crime spoof podcast, yes. and I've been just laughing my butt ski off listening to it, and it's called Done Disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> so there's eight episodes out Um and I, I think they were all released, I looked at the dates, in November and December of last year. So um, I think that's his whole uh, season. I've gotten as far as Episode 7, so i got to listen to 8, which is not hard because all of the episodes are between 10 and 12 minutes yeah. long. So, I mean, you could sit down and punch them all out at once.
1: You could take um, a long
0: shower and get through half You really them. can. <laughs> yeah, so Done Disappeared is hosted by John David Booter. <laughs> He's got to have made John the name bo- John David <laughs> Booter. And so it's just got all of the trappings of an actual true crime podcast. So, like, if it really sounds a lot to me like Serial or yes. um, even S Town, because so it's, you know, like I said, it's eight parts. He does a bonus episode. He does that trapping that all of them do like halfway through this podcast. I learned something, and it changed the course of, of the investigation.
1: Which is exactly what happened Which in is, S-Town. <laughs> what happened
0: in S-Town, and, you know, it was serious. But there's the Nisha call. Oh, <laughs> I still have so many questions about the, the Nisha, Nisha call. call. Um, so he starts it off at, oh my God, you just have to listen. It's so funny. His um, he Basically, he starts off his first episode, and he says, I'm John David Booter. Recently, my fiancé, Lisa... Left me for her tennis coach, Robert. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. So having moved into my mother's basement. So to be
1: I to moved into the attic first. You moved
0: into the attic first. Gained 215 pounds. Put some stress on the, on on the stress. frame of the house. And, and moved moved to his, the basement. <laughs> so I told Erica about this podcast already, which is why she's jumping in, because she listened to it. So and she, and weird. she was listening to it in her bedroom and came out about halfway through and was like, this is
1: hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting unconcluded vibes, yes, serial vibes, like sound vibes. Slammed the door, and went back in. Um,
0: so, so anyway, to
1: to ease his
0: heartbreak, <laughs> according to the podcast, John he starts listening to other true crime podcasts, and then goes, "I can do this." He goes, "I'm a film documentary, um, documentarian, documentarian." Now for my first documentary. <laughs> And my first podcast, (laughs) because I I Googled cases. So he just Googles missing from his hometown and finds the case of Clara Pockets. So he decides that he's going to dive deep into the case of missing Clara Clara Pockets, Pockets. who uh, evidently went missing in 1987. So, like I said, he doesn't get very far in that first episode because they're all, like, ten minutes long. Uh-huh. So, he basically just kind of introduces what this is. And then at the end, he goes, is Lisa listening? <laughs> is Robert listening? <laughs> Are they listening together? <laughs> Maybe I'll never know. Coming up this season, <laughs> Dunn disappeared. And so, I mean, like, I can't tell all of the the jokes no, myself because good. it wouldn't do it justice. Nope. I will say, like... He takes it so serious, like an SNL sketch, yes. where they take themselves so yep. seriously that it's so funny for the audience. So he even does uh, commercial breaks, and he's clearly not actually sponsored by no. any of these things. He, he does his own, own commercials. He'll stop! Yeah, he'll yeah. stop and be like, "Blue Apron is a healthy and delicious. For <laughs> you to go to Blue Apron and type in me, John David Booter, for a hundred percent off your
1: first buy." <laughs> eventually like going. going to get a sponsorship out of doing these things. <laughs> oh, but tell like, Sorry no, I go this ahead, is your podcast. <laughs> no, <So laughs> I jumped all over yours. <laughs> um, didn't you say like it, when I didn't get to it yet, and I'm dying to hear the point in the podcast where he references other podcasts? Yes! Other yes. famous podcasts. Oh, fully going there, fully going there. Cool.
0: So, you know, in his thing, he he goes on and it's episode six, which I just re-listened to right before the show because it was my favorite yes. of anything I'd heard so far. He he claims that because his podcast is getting so popular, which, by the way, at the end of every one of his episodes, he's like, you can follow me on my social media. Twitter, Instagram. We do this on our podcast, Uh so it made me laugh. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Bumble, (laughs) Tinder, Raya. But you'll have to look up Jason Alexander's profile to find me on Raya. Because, Mom, you probably don't know this, but Raya is a celebrities only dating app. (laughs) So he says that he put his show on Raya, but under Jason (laughs) Alexander's profile. It's so funny. But anyway, he then, because this is a spoof of true crime podcasts, he starts referencing, and you you have to know the podcast yeah. to understand, but he references, like, my favorite true crime podcast. So, for instance, in episode six, he says, you know, another... Uh, true crime podcast podcast or um, true crime dump truck is picked up on this <laughs> and it's totally he does he gets other voice actors to come in and pretend to be the other podcast hosts and it's completely true crime garage yes which i love and then he goes <laughs> my dearest disappearance <laughs> which is and he's got two women on there my girls karen and georgia from my favorite murder oh, cool. <laughs> They're like, my dearest, this is my dearest disappearance, where we basically don't really do much research at all. We come here and make a lot of mistakes. Then we get a lot of emails about how stupid we are. But we're like, we're literally stupid. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> it's so mean, but it's so funny. So, again, if you are a fan of true crime like I am, yeah. and you're willing to allow a little fun to be poked at it, you're going to want to look up, done disappeared. Ugh. With eight. me, John David Booter. He keeps saying it over and, and over he, and
1: over. Because there's so many commercials and so many ads, and by the time an episode is over and done, we're like, did I, what happened? <laughs> exactly. So, so you never find out what happens? Well, no, I mean
0: so it's the missing case of Claire Pockets and it's obviously get found? Well, it's a bogus case. Yeah, but so that's to make it up. Well, I didn't listen to episode no. eight yet. I've got to listen to oh, okay. listen to episode eight after the show. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's but I it mean fake, but did she fakely get well, found? It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's completely ridiculous, the rabbit hole he okay. goes down. So, for instance, he says that she disappeared while she was picking up a birthday cake at the Piggly Wiggly. And so if you listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, you know that they can belabor a certain detail yes. for a long time. So he's like, I know what I have to do. I need to interview the baker of the cake. <laughs> so he calls up to the Piggly Wiggly Bakery and he gets a hold of the woman that, you know, baked the cake. And she goes, oh yeah, I remember every cake I ever baked. I preheated the oven to a nice 350. (laughs) I cracked the eggs. You know, so she's going, how she baked this cake, which clearly has no relevance to how this woman would have, have, you know, disappeared. I'm using air quotes with my hands. Disappeared. So I, like I said, all the trappings of an actual
1: Uh true crime podcast that when you hear it in a farce way... It'll it, tickle you, yeah. It, yeah. yeah, and it did remind me so much of Unconcluded because there were so many things that just didn't matter to the story. Exactly, but he was just going on and on about it, and I was like, I'm getting such Unconcluded vibes. Which, if I can, for one second, Unconcluded, we did a drunkisode about we did a it. Drunk-isode. We had our thoughts well, we about tore it. Down. or it down, our hometown but- girl Jennifer Kessie. <laughs> Fun drinking game. Sometimes we catch on to, like, a word, and, like, one of us Can't will let it only go. say it over and over and over again. And during that episode, I think Amy kept being like, we have to find our hometown girl, Jennifer Cassie, <laughs>
0: like, 12 times. Yeah, you would have gotten drunk if it, I was already drunk. But if yes. you were listening and making a drinking game out of it, you, you would have been was wasted. that was had more than four.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I did. That was a binge night. That was a binge drinking
1: night. So good the, callback. Mom. That was a good, good job. callback. But because of Unconcluded, now Jennifer Kessie's parents are suing... Local government here in town to like um, unseal records and documents. And mm-hmm. they did another press conference the other day. And I, I, I hope that they find her. Yes. And find her can body. put her body to yeah. rest. I mean, yeah. listen, it's been 12 years. And the, so that podcast was like, look at us, we're the greatest. And I was like, are you? Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't. Chill that. it with yourself. Chill it with yourself. Your production values, <laughs>
0: it was really bad. Um, yeah. Done disappeared. Done disappeared, you guys. I totally recommend it. So this is about the point in the show that we move on to pop ups, but yes. because
1: we have a special, special guest, guest and our very first guest ever,
0: yes, Mama, would you? Did you listen to any other podcasts besides ours? Well, and would you know. like to talk about something? This is my favorite podcast. I've We're never not paying her. her. We're not uh, paying her. No, oh God, this no. is a free
2: free uh, ad. But because I started listening to it, I learned how to get Stitcher on my phone. Good Ooh, job, yeah. and realized. And realize my favorite show that I have been listening on NPR to for years and years and years and years, The Splendid
0: Table, mm-hmm. oh. is in a podcast. Nice. They take the episode. So, they make you, a podcast yeah. version of it. Well, well, if you don't yeah. happen to be listening to the radio when Splendid right. Table comes on, you're going to miss it. But they release it in podcast. Yes. So right. now you can listen to it so every So I week. can stand in my
2: kitchen and go, Alexa the splendid table. She
0: just turned on our Alexa. Uh-oh. <laughs> Alexa um, off. I don't know that. God. <laughs> I really hope that, that came through on the podcast. I hope so too.
2: Anyway, so now I have two favorite podcasts. Podcast Rewind with you two ladies, Erica and Amy, and The
1: Splendid Table.
0: Okay. I'm nice. branching out. So, so proud of you. When we she's were got at- two whole podcasts she listens to.
1: <laughs> when we were um, at my family's for Thanksgiving, we did one out like on my parents' Lanai with some Bloody, with Bloody Marys. Marys. We did Bloody it's Marys and we talked Bloody about um, Richard Simmons. But we were talking to my dad and I have grown up on NPR uh, listening to Click and Clack every weekend. It's American Life, Market Rap, etc., Because that's all I grew up on with my dad (laughs) in the car. So when um, I was explaining podcasts, and he was like, I don't listen to podcasts. And I was like, but you do. You listen to talk radio. Mm -hmm. And if somebody can just make it succinct and easy for you to go find, and if you missed it on the car ride, you want to check out yesterday's today, you can. So we... Forced my family to listen to our podcast. <laughs> we on <did>. our Alexa. <laughs> we
0: basically just put it
1: on their Alexa. We did and to listen yeah. to it. And so then like a week later, my dad's like, Erica, I've been listening to podcasts all my life. I was like, yeah, you're right. You just figured that out. Well, you used I used call them radio shows. Yes. <laughs> now they're called podcasts. Okay. That's right. Anyway, that's my, my, my second
2: favorite podcast. Awesome. right. to check that one out. What's it about? It, it's um, Lynn Casper. Lynn um, Casper. Uh, it, a food person is, she okay. was before you know all these celebrity chefs and and TV yeah. uh, foodie things talks about food and cuisine around the world nice and, does
1: it ever mm-hmm. make you hungry listening to them talk about oh, food man. you get Are recipes sometimes? up
2: there yeah well you can go to a website and get the recipes oh, that she nice. you know talks about very
0: cool um, yeah check it out okay. alright the splendid table we'll put that in we'll our show notes
1: we'll tag them we'll yeah. put in our show notes alright you want to pop some up for me I do. Um, I know I was talking to you guys yesterday when we were at Epcot waiting in some lines for some beverages about a new show on Amazon called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, yeah. It's all about a young woman in the late 1950s who um, has a perfect life. Upper West Side husband with a great job, two kids, you know, family that can put on a nice kosher meal. And unfortunately, her husband comes home one night and lets her know, you haven't been supporting my dream of being a stand-up comic. To the degree that I would like, I'm leaving you for my secretary. And so she gets drunk. goes Like you do. Like, you know, she binge drinks, if you will. And heads on (laughs) down to the comedy club where her husband has been trying to do stand-up for the past year or so. And she gets up on the mic and kills. And turns out she's actually the funniest one in their relationship. So it's all about her journey as this new single mom in New York and doing the stand-up. Well, I was listening to I think like a Black Mirror podcast last week and my phone just like clicked over and started playing something totally new after it ended because I was like mm-hmm. meal prepping, like hands and right. chicken, couldn't touch anything. And it clicked over to Variety's own podcast called Remote Control with Deborah Burnbaum. Uh-huh. And then it was – Episode 74 with Amy Sherman Palladino and Dan Palladino, the creators oh, yeah. of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, as well as Gilmore Girls, Bunheads, yeah. Fast Talking Television, and this is their very first time doing streaming television. So it was a whole deep dive into what it is like on the show, how they're doing it, and um, it is one of those shows that, you know, if it's based in New York, they're filming it in New York. They're not oh, doing soundstage, that. they're saying true to Manhattan and everything. And it was great just to hear even more about this show that I had just started a couple episodes of and really liked it and was starting to learn more and so they've got a ton of great episodes. I saw in their can like that was seventy four. There I think they're up to like seventy eight now with um, Lena Wath from Aziz Ansari's show, Master of None. But mm. she's got another television show and she's we'll an get amazing to a writer. A little bit get later, to a yeah, uh, Lena's amazing. She's one of the first um, African American women to like I believe win like a writer's Golden Globe or Emmy or something. Mm-hmm. So she's fantastic. I want to hear her podcast interview. Um, but, yeah, Variety, just, like, really great entertainment the variety podcast. The Variety Podcast, but Variety Magazine and all that kind right. of stuff. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it's called Remote Control, and I really liked hearing about this one. And I can't wait to go back and find other fun interviews. Awesome. So I, you know, between all
0: my true crime and mad true crime farces that I listened to this week, I do love, and, again, the listeners know this, but I love reality television. Love it super hard. And I love listening to recaps about reality television. And I found a new recap show this week that I'm just extra obsessed with. Yes. And in fact, I've got my page here of like on my notebook of all the podcasts that I listened to this week, uh-huh. which is normally really long. Yep. But I realized how short it is this week because I just basically stopped and went back through the canon and listened to all of the episodes I could of a podcast called Reality TV. Yep. So um, this, our, our host, Jody. Um, another one of our hashtag Lady Pod Squad hashtag uh-huh. Podder Poddern family um, Pod friends small. Pod friends Yeah, she's you know again she doesn't have sponsors. It's Jody is um, not exactly sure how old she is, but she talks about being married. She has children, but she loves all of the same trash reality shows that I do, and particularly she watches my teen mom OG. And Sister Wives. Yep. These are both shows that I watch religiously and have for years. And Erica doesn't watch, so it's I can't. I can't I talk about them. On. You used to be a big Sister Wives yes. fan, but you really clicked out,
1: and I stayed yeah. on board. Oh, and the catfishing with Mary. Yeah, yeah. Like, you whoa. you were done.
0: And I have always. I mean, I follow all of the different Teen Moms, teen Mom. Teen Mom OG, Teen Mom 2. When Teen Mom 3 was on, I watched it. I will not, however, watch Teen Mom. They started a new one from the UK. Teen Mom. I'm done. Mom? Mom. Mom. (laughs) Get it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's clever. Yes. Um, And it's so appropriate that I'm talking about this on the Mom episode. Exactly. Of Podcast Rewind. Anyway, Jodi, the host of Reality TV, listens to or watches these shows too. And her recaps are Everything. She's hilarious, and she feels exactly the way I do. She is still as mad at Mary for demanding that wet bar. Vegas
1: house, as you and I are. When the women <laughs> moved to Vegas, they all had their wait, opportunity wait, to build their own homes, instead of live in one big home with... Basically, they bought a cul-de-sac. This, this was
2: teen months. No, Sister I'm Wise.
0: sorry. This is Sister Wise. We're switching back to Sister yes. Wise. Oh. Which is a, a, poli- a real a, a yeah. reality TV show about a real-life polygamous family. So, Cody Brown, the worst man on the planet, yeah. has four wives. And they all have their own house?
2: Correct.
0: Yes. They all used to live in one... Well, he had three wives, and then in the first or second season, he yeah. married his fourth wife. Yes, right. And um they because they lived in utah as are fundamentalist mormon not polygamous just for fun it really is their religion um yeah. they lived in utah and when, when they came out with the first season of the reality show it was their first time coming out publicly as you know being a a polygamous family which is against the law and utah was Going perse- um, to persecute them, so they ran away and moved to Vegas because Nevada, who's got time? Yeah. So many <laughs> other things. To care so about. many other things going on. So they they move to Vegas, and when they get there, basically they buy out a cul-de-sac in a neighborhood that's yeah. being
1: built, and so each wife gets her own
0: house. Now,
1: my you, each wife buys her own house. Mm-hmm. He buys nothing. buys nothing, and except a pair of running shoes to go between <laughs> all of the homes. <laughs> to see his wife and children and obviously like I said they're Mormon they're building homes all these same size and all of them all of the women have you know between six to seven children except for the first wife Mary who has one daughter who is going to be out of the house soon? She's moving away to college. Moving away to college, and Mary, while building this home, is like a seven-year-old stamping her feet for French doors. Cody, then, I
0: told you I can't have a sliding door. Need I need French, French
1: doors. doors. And then her demand Stop for a God. wet bar as a sober woman—they're sober. Is they're insane. Mormon, and she demands a
0: wet bar it's in her house. Anyway, Jody and I are both really upset about it. <laughs> Clearly, Erica so upset about it. is also very upset about it. That's what I um, love. She also again, you don't watch my Teen Mom, so no. it's so good for Jody to recap for me my Teen Mom. So it's like I have a kindred spirit. I reached out to her on Instagram and told her that I'm obsessed. I'm also mad at Mary about the wet bar, and that she wrote back to me. And she kindly has started listening to us. Yeah. So again, I'm so glad that we made a new pod friend this week. And I oh love no, her I'm podcast.
1: also very sure. At one point in time, you'd be like Erica, you've been voted off of the podcast. <laughs> if I can co-host with Jody. <laughs> Actually,
0: I, I want a guest on her show, Jodi, oh, yeah. if you're
1: listening. I want a
0: guest on your show so I can, I want to talk. And then she does, she's like a watch what crappens crap She does like four to five episodes uh-huh. a week. And she watches other shows too that I didn't mention because T-Mom and Sister Wives are really are my shows. Yeah. But she's doing um, Married at First Sight. I do like that show. I I'm think she's doing Married to season. Medicine. <laughs> I went. Oh, <laughs> but, <laughs> when you go on Married at First Sight. She can oh, recap you. Yeah, I, I admitted to my mom yesterday that if I ever go on a reality TV show, I wanted to be married at first sight. Okay, I nope. wonder
1: where I went wrong. Well, I have a question. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. If your daughters could be on any kind of reality show, oh, a great question. what one would you want for Amy, and which one would you want for Corey? Corey's my little sister. Yes. Well, um, Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> So we have to be
0: stars first. Well, for both. Okay, you want them both to be on dance, yeah dance You did pay same. a lot for dance lessons when we were I younger. I paid a fortune <laughs> in lessons.
1: What was in it? shoes At and one costumes. And your
2: dance teacher said, oh, you pay the most a month in tuition of all the parents. And my well, family and
1: I just love our new pool. <laughs> I had to take
2: tap, jazz, ballet, and modern. Yes, five classes. And so did Corey. Yes. And then I took tap.
0: Kept me, kept me real thin all those years. I know. If
2: you could be on a reality show, what one would you be mm.
1: on?
2: Oh, I, we were just talking about this last. I, I love Survivor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I keep thinking I wasn't so old. What's up? No. Don't think that. First of all, so many people with different ages go on. And, and I you're think. spry. Yep, and you're you smart. are spry.
0: I'm spry, but.
1: I'm and not as fast res-
2: as I used to be. You're resourceful too. Well, and you're there's crafty. no races
0: of time. I, so I think you would be great on Survivor because, first of all, I do think sometimes the older people are the best contestants yes. because they fall through the cracks and people don't pay attention to people them. People don't pay attention yes. to them and then they come up the ranks. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you are crafty. So you yes. won't get voted off because you will provide essential things like yeah. food and shelter. And you'll be the outfit. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes. You'll make the outfits. You'll weave the mats for bedtime. You'll cook the food. Yeah. Like, you're going to have your way in, and they're going to take care of you. And then at the end, you're going to fuck them all yes. over and take that million dollars and buy me a nice house.
1: Oh, that's not or like just too pay- much
0: work. Can you just, like, pay off my like debt, my credit card sure. debt? No. You win Survivor? Oh, i no. Car. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. well, we were talking about this yesterday at the bar about um, Amazing Race. And I was like, well, you guys couldn't be on Amazing Race either. Because after something, you'd be like, oh, my God, look like a cute cafe. Should we just Should we have a just stop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: we wouldn't make it on <laughs> Amazing oh, okay. Race. my mom
1: and I wouldn't either. She'd be like, oh, my God, do you, do you want a coffee? Like, I could do a coffee. Like, should we split a croissant?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I actually don't know this about you, E. What reality show would you want to be on?
1: So I wanted to be on Real World or Road Rules for the longest yeah. time. Because well, we, we all were, know uh, that – We've passed the age limit. The minute you hit twenty five, like oh my god, I cannot be on reality shows anymore or MTV anymore. But so when I was at Penn State writing for the Daily Collegiate, I was like a senior entertainment reporter, and I got nicknamed the Real World Girl. And any time somebody from Real World or Road Rules would come into town, I'd have to interview them. And I had wanted to be on the real world and road rules for so long. And then I met these duds. <laughs> I was like, oh, Any Yahoo can be on those shows. These Yahoo's and these losers. And they were just like, the way that they behaved. I was like. Oh. But I would get front page articles all of the time. And I'd be like, I'm not writing real stories. Like, this is embarrassing <laughs> for journalism. Um, but, man, I mean. I will be honest, I loved The Apprentice back in the day. I thought it was... Yeah, before a, we knew before what a we jackass well, first was. First of all, we knew. We knew, but we didn't think you would have to be the president one day. Yeah. My, <laughs> my grandfather would do work with him and his dad back in the day, because he was in real estate and appraisal in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. He would always be like, oh, do you get paid? Like, my grandfather did. <laughs> like, he did. He worked he for the city. For, well, <laughs> he was also was working with Trump's father, because he had no problem with Trump's dad. And then he would be like, that son. <laughs> Dickhead and <son> a <laughs> This son is a loser. Um, but yeah, like I loved those kind of shows and I mean, like Project Runway. I don't know. I think if I did reality TV, I would want to be a bartender for a week on Watch What Happens Live. That's like, a great that's one. That's a great thing. I want one. to get in with Andy Cohen. I have a lot of questions for him. I just, or you know, somehow be on... Like a friend of Bethany Frankel's on. I was just about to say, okay. like a friend of a friend
0: you on a Housewife do, show. You would do a yeah, a great job of being that sleazy friend that like the wears sleazy. Well, like but like wears <laughs> wears something outrageous or walks in with like some outrageous thing to say just uh-huh. so they get some screen yeah. time. Oh yeah, like, you you should know you know, lady. Reminds
2: me of that episode Saturday Night Live we saw. And um, last night's episode uh-huh. the
1: reality we, couple that
2: came in oh my god oh, that was oh funny. my god yeah, that was really funny
1: the real fair, like, which is really funny because I was going to say in regards to you talking about reality TV recap his monologue he jokes that he like hit his head backstage and he's kind of starting to go off like kilter about it and he like blacks out for a second and he's like, what did the, what did the reviews say? What did Vulture.com recap say? <gasps> I and love I, Vulture.com. Vulture.com has the greatest recaps greatest recaps time. And I started laughing and then when you're talking about reality, reality TV, reality TV, can
0: I keep on talking about reality TV, but bring up another podcast? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I started listening to a podcast that I had zero intention of ever listening to. Okay. And I'm kind of a fan of it now, honestly. And it's a Bachelor recap podcast, and it's hosted. It's called um, Almost Famous, Ugh. and hosted by Ben Higgins and Ashley, Ashley I Aikenetti, I. I. thank you. So Ben was a Bachelor at one point, and Ashley I was a uh, Bachelor contestant on Chris Soules' season, and. Um, and Amy's mom is just going to um, roll so. her eyes in if her head. You say so? And um, many-time player on uh, Bachelor in Paradise, soon-to-be player on the Bachelor Winter Games. So, yeah, on Winter Games. So, look, Ben and Ashley, I—they're not dating. No. They, no, Ben, like, was The Bachelor, and he picked somebody and proposed to them. And Lauren Bushnell. Bushnell, yep. And, and they and were engaged
1: up until last spring when they called it off, and she seems very happy in her new
0: relationship. <laughs> yeah, she, her new boyfriend makes her real hot yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, I had zero intention of ever listening to their podcast because I've been led to believe by Bachelor producers that I hate Ashley I. Correct. But, um, okay, so I started listening to the podcast, and I – Take her. She's really smart and eloquent. and
1: It's it's um, infuriating. It's infuriating. It's infuriating because I have listened to them too a couple of times. Yeah. Because I'll read through who are they interviewing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I care about that person. I'm interested in what that person has to say. Then I'll listen. But I don't give them a listen every week. Yeah. But she's infuriating because she is thoughtful. She also has a degree in journalism. So she knows how to ask questions. Mm -hmm. She knows how to keep a conversation flowing. But when she's on the show, she is when she's on The Bachelor well, she's shows. actually on television. She she's is a action. horrible representation of women. She is. She <laughs> cries all the time. Yeah. Why
0: doesn't this boy like me? <laughs>
1: she's also Ooh, so beautiful.
0: stunning. She's like a Kim Kardashian look-alike, but well, prettier, prettier e- than yeah,
1: that. There's no yeah. fillers, no nothing. nothing. That girl, she's like stunning.
0: Yeah, yeah she's so smart. Can you assume
2: then that it's staged on The Bachelor?
1: That's yeah, well, we yeah. do you know. Yeah, we've yeah, listened her. to a lot of Bachelor podcasts where they explain to us, how truly the editing is changing yeah. things. Yeah, and we've talked
0: about that on this show. Like, I know that the the producers brought Nick Vile on Bachelor in Paradise and edited him in a way that made me think he wasn't a sleazy asshole like I had previously thought. Yeah, and then they made him the Bachelor because they knew they were going to make him the Bachelor, uh-huh. so they had to bring him on Bachelor in Paradise. Make sure he didn't actually fall in love with anybody on that show. Yeah. But edit him in a way that made him likable. Make his Q score go up. Exactly. And then and Q then score. make him The Bachelor. And I went with it. And then I watched that season and I realized, oh no, I do hate him. He is the worst. I'm yeah. so mad at these producers. Yeah. But anyway. Um, almost Famous. Uh, so this week they had on Ari. The current Bachelor. Yes. They had on. And they were like, you know. who I'm actually watching and digging and I said I wasn't going to. Yep. And I you changed my tune. And it's a great, it's a really good season. They cast some really great women. Oh, this they season, cast some villains. Which is making it fun. They have some <laughs> great villains. And the podcast where uh Ben and Ashley, I are interviewing Ari is a really good one because it's really fun to listen to them say to Ari, What were you thinking, man? Yeah. <laughs> what was this decision about? And he's like, I know. And it's funny to hear the current bachelor say, like, I'm watching it back with all of you guys too. He's yeah. Like, my experience on the show is just, I'm on all of the dates. I don't see what the women are doing in the house. I don't see what they're saying in yeah. their one-on-one um, interviews with, asides with the producers. So he's like, I'm learning a lot of things about these women watching the show back. <laughs> and, oh yeah. And I'm wondering why I made some decisions myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't reveal, of course, whether or not he's engaged now in real life. Um, really I think I be sometimes it. they I all think reality grow up. well reality like, no, Steve has scooped it in, um, and I'm we know who, who the winner is I guess for our listeners we won't destroy it but, but reality no, Steve fun will fact,
1: I love a spoiler
0: Erica loves love... spoilers she has zero interest in like nope. going on the journey of no.
1: the show no, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, to me it's like what's the end <laughs> alright now how did we get there like, you, like, you Tarantino it's like a, yourself I Tarantino myself like mm-hmm. oh this is the end yeah. Okay. Cool. So do you read but, the last chapter before you start the book? I'm um, not that oh, dark.
0: She's um, not a monster, Mom.
1: <laughs> sometimes I have. I mean, with Kindle books, it's difficult. But I definitely, <laughs> like, on a paper book, sometimes I'm like, well, or I'll like skim Joanne the last like, through this. page or two, and I'll be like, it's worth me continuing to read. <laughs> I know who I am when it comes to these kind of things, <laughs> and it's not like a dark thing, like from Harry Met Sally, when Harry's like, "I always read the last page of a book because should I die? I don't want to die not knowing how it ends." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, they make sense, right? It's, right? You yeah. don't want to yeah. go to the afterlife and be like, "Well, fuck, my book end, how that happen?" Well, I'm glad you started listening to Ashley, I, and Ben, and out of Ari's season, we already know he kicked up nine women his first night, mm-hmm. and eight of the women are together <sighs> have their own podcast. And it's like if you no. go on the uh, no. if you I go don't on these shows, you get an Instagram fame level that is hard to attain on your own without some kind of product in your back pocket. Yeah, my friend Ashley sent me a really great article last night. I didn't get a chance to read it because I was in bed at ten thirty. <laughs> um but it was all about like when you go on the show, like this is what your Instagram profile looks like beforehand, here's what it looks like after, here's how that equates to money. I mean, if mm-hmm. you think about it, we know Caitlin Bristow, an ex-bachelorette has her own podcast. Olivia Caridi from Ben Season has her own podcast. Ashley I has her own podcast with her sister and somebody else. Also has one she's got two with podcasts. Ben. She has She goes two. on TV and behaves like an asshole and walks away with two podcasts and all the
0: sponsors in the world.
1: Exactly. I mean, Girl. now you know what you're doing wrong. No, oh, I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not well. on TV. I haven't gotten on TV <laughs> Also, yet. we're 33, so we're basically We're grandmas. dragons on these shows. <laughs> <Dragons. laughs> There'll be dragons. There'll be dragons and these men would be like, we would be charity cases, and also do would bring us on for diversity. <laughs> we're also five three. My mom is joke. so we're not tall enough to be in skinny well, enough. Well, I wear heels. Do, I wear flats. <laughs> yeah, oh good. I'll be the diversity moment at 5'3". three, doesn't wear heels. That'll be my cry on it beneath my name. Be like Erica comma, thirty three, doesn't wear heels. Instead of your job, yes. <laughs> Dustin <laughs> Like the Tickle Monster? <laughs> or the Pantspreneur? The Pantspreneur. So, God, God they were like, creative that season. Oh, they were was so... Was that Caitlin? That was Caitlin. It Caitlin's season, and we did read a lot of articles that were like, if you go on and it says something like, botanist, they think that you're going to do... For someone all, no one's ever a botanist on that show. I do not know <laughs> when that is so cute. I pulled out of my butt. Okay, so... Realtor. That's always <laughs> what it is. <laughs> It'll be like, real estate agent. But then if it's like, you know... Um, dog lover they don't think the dog lover girl is going to go far so they're going to give her material so they make fun of her so they make fun of her but then like if it's like you know um,
0: if it's like lifestyle brand manager it's like oh that girl has a blog blog. but they plus up the job Uh description because they think she's going to go somewhere and the audience has to like her yeah it's
1: like skincare and makeup designer no you're in a clinic counter girl yeah you're a clinic (laughs) counter girl (laughs) So we're always like, what would we be? Like, you know, okay, I have a real nine to five. I'm in technology and all of this stuff. It was in entertainment. Oh, you know, iced coffee aficionado. Exactly. It <laughs> would be my title. Podcaster.
0: Because
1: <laughs> okay. that's fake. That's fake. And all of these girls have a podcast. And so I listened to a show called The Morning Breath. It's like The View. It's two sisters in Manhattan. And they do their own, like, fast five stories, hot topics. And they're young. They've got really funny, um, fresh takes on entertainment, and one of them posted a photo of Ari and all of his girls, and one of, like, the the younger or older sister, Jackie was just, like, looking forward to all of you having your own podcasts in six months, and it's like, yep, they'll all have Instagram fame and podcasts. And we'll still be here doing this. No sponsors. <laughs> we have
0: been doing this for 15 weeks and not one advertiser has knocked <laughs> on our door.
1: And we have a great podcasting that like, oh, go to Blue Apron and put in, you know, code Rewind for 20% off your first <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yes. just hashtag need hashtag one rewind. Hashtag Rewind. Rewind. $10 rewind. off. Hey, sure. I can do
2: away five free ones. So maybe if you have anyone who wants, you
0: know. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Sure, that's, that's good. Do huh? you have
1: anything else you need to plug? <laughs>
0: Now, mom also did volunteer yesterday to bus for our show. We've got to go to like a Vista Print and make up flyers. Yeah, for sure. Um And when we visit in Tybee in a few weeks, get ready for that episode, y'all. Oh yeah. Um, we're going to podcast. podcast. Mary. We're going to podcast live in Tybee Island when we visit. And mom said that she'd stand out on the boardwalk and hand out flyers <laughs> while we're podcasting.
2: <laughs> hey, see, those girls are famous. She want yeah, to listen <laughs> to <tomorrow. laughs> well, she's What's got
1: our back? These well, two girls just drink and uh, talking to. Big white microphones for an hour. they will make uh-huh. it sound good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, she is a, a retired English teacher. She's good with words. Yes,
0: she can uh, put together a good. To we have an entire episode yeah. about how we're not good she with words. You me. need to go
1: back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> listen to our episode. We're
0: like, oh no, she texts me when she's mad at the words. Like your <laughs> grammar was terrible this oh, week. Oh yes,
1: at was a couple times. <gasps> <laughs> well, sometimes you get flustered. You're on the mic. Yeah, it's you're a live show. Okay,
0: you're we just, don't know. We don't know how to edit, so whatever we say is what goes out.
1: Isn't it also better to listen to us, like, free flow? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) As an English teacher,
2: you know, that kind of thing happens when you hear an improper
0: sentence. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah, especially your own daughter saying things like, who was your teacher? Well, it wasn't you. I never had you as a teacher. Corey, I already have a
1: degree in journalism and English, and sometimes I'm like, you text your mom. As a question. <laughs> we had a I had did. copy editors. I didn't have to be good at it. My copy editors had to be good at it. Let's talk about that time that yes. we did have a
0: legitimate grammar question. So we texted you. Uh-huh. And you took us down down so hard. Well, college were...
2: like graduates didn't know comparative we... and superlative. But we, we did. We just needed <laughs> we needed confirmation that we were correct. And you hurt us. <laughs> we <laughs> cried. <laughs> That's had, why
1: I taught school. I made those kids cry all the time. We had to drink an extra glass of wine <laughs> that day. <laughs> what were we asking? Better than, smarter than, greater than, or something like that? We were just asking like comparative words. Yeah, well, yeah, we when said we use
0: ER versus smart, S. smarter, smartest. Yes. And she came back with: so two college graduates are not smart enough to know that smarter, I mean, she just yes. ripped us new one.
1: <laughs> now, mind you, it was great. Yeah, it was well done. <laughs> oh, we were impressed. <laughs> But, like, we were just we're having, having our, our own Netflix. conversation, like, oh, I think it's this, and he was, like, oh, I think it's this, I'm like, well, she's like, oh, let's oh, ask my expert. mom, <laughs> and
0: we got to, show. anyway, so that's the last time that happened, oh, she yeah, I know. Gotta we, we go to it. Google, she's got to do, <laughs> all right, so, E, are we done talking about podcasts, have we, have we
1: gotten through our whole list, or do you have something else to pop up, uh, you know, I really didn't have much more to pop up, I know you had mentioned these, we, yeah, Sorry, these things. things, did you want to talk about that, because we let's, actually, let's do it quick, yeah, and I think we're totally okay with time, we've We've got a guest on, so we're allowed to go a little extra, like we're in week. a studio where we have to pay for the time. Right? The only the problem on our is couches. my Bloody Mary is low. <laughs> I'll get you another one.
0: Um, Actually,
1: we're almost out. We might have
0: to. We have to wind it up after this. Perfect.
1: Okay. But um, I do want to talk about the Aziz and Sorry conversation because, like you mentioned, we were watching last night's SNL with oh Will Ferrell this morning, was everything. and you know, having our coffee, having some bagels, and three, the, girls laying three girls, three girls having you know a nice little morning. And the entire sketch was, you know, one of the, there's some friends out to dinner, and one of the girls says to everyone at the table, like, oh, did you guys read that New York Times opinion piece about Aziz and sorry?" And everyone's like, whoa! Because it is such easy, a hot topic. And easy. you don't know who you're going to offend, and it is the Me Too slash, you know, I just talked to you the other night that I saw Bill Maher talk about, like, I like Me Too, I don't like McCarthyism. Like, where are we starting to get yeah. a little too crazy? Conversations should be had. But are we really comparing, like, a a good game, if you will, yeah, to rape? Are they in the same sentence? It's so many crazy things right now. And the Aziz and Sorry thing is just one more layer that we it just is. did not have time for. And so um, to, to relate it to podcasts, yeah. though, going back to stuff Mom never told you,
0: they had already, when Me Too started in the fall, when, you know, with Harvey Weinstein being outed as a pervert a horrible human being exactly um you know and if stuff mom never told you being a feminist podcast of course immediately put out an episode called hashtag me too and then as the dominoes fell and things yeah. continued to happen after uh louis ck was called yep. out they put out an episode hashtag me too to Two. the louis ck edition and just this week they put out Basically, it's, I don't think they called it Me Too 3, but it was another, they put Me Too in the title, and they talked about the Aziz Ansari yeah. um, situation, and so it's it's such an interesting, you know, Erica, I think you and I talk about it just about every day. Exactly. Because some other opinion piece comes out about it, Ashley Banfield on HLN has something to say about it. Um, I come down on the side of, I care very, very much about the victims, and I think that this Woman accusing Aziz Ansari is uh, in the runk. That's where I come down and I'll say it.
1: Yeah, I read the babe.net piece mm-hmm. and I also didn't realize I was following, like, I liked Babe on Facebook and I have. Which, since by the then, way, is owned by Murdoch. Correct. Turns out. So there's bullshit yeah. there. So I read the whole article and, you know, um, definitely read it with an open mind. Like, oh my God, wow. Uh, another actor, comedian who I very much enjoy could be this problematic fave mm-hmm. bucket. But then I read it. And like I, you know, said, having a degree in journalism and taking classics and ethics and law were at the top of our priority. I have to know what the First Amendment is inside and out. I have to understand ethics. I have to understand how not to be the story to make the person I'm writing about my story. The only thing you should know about me is my name and that I wrote the article. And in reading this article on Babe.net about this woman's date with Aziz Ansari, it continued to have parts and pieces that didn't matter. But yeah. we're meant to make you feel a certain way. That when this girl got to Aziz's apartment, after weeks of texting, they had met. They were going out on a date. She got there. He offered her a glass of white. But you know what? She white prefers wine. red. And if she had given, been given the choice, she would have had the red wine. Maybe he okay. didn't have red. Maybe he didn't Grace. have red. And now you have put in my head like you didn't get a choice all of a sudden. And right. as I continue so to read, you're putting things into my head that she didn't have a choice. And then when the date goes poorly... And while he never, they never truly have sex
2: uh-huh.
0: or
1: any kind of things, and she leaves and he allows her to leave and, and gets her a car and all of these things, all I could think about was just, like, this is so badly written. Yeah. And from a journalistic perspective, you did everything wrong by your subject and the story.
0: Molly, when we knew that you were going to come on as a guest this week, we did really, Erica and I... Uh, when we were talking about this episode and how it would go, we did purposely want to ask you um, your opinion, you know, having, being the generation above ours, having lived through the sixties and the seventies and the current hashtag me to the women standing up and, and taking, um, uh, I don't know what, what like just,
1: just a new wave of feminism, The new wave of feminism. You know, what is your It's different than what it was back in the day. People do say this is almost like the fourth wave of feminism, but Mm -hmm. it's evolving. Very much so.
2: You know, back when I was in college, you know, that was kind of the big move. Yeah. Burning bodies bodies. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. the book came out, um, Our Bodies, Ourselves. Uh Uh-huh. And that was a big push. And on campus, women's um, groups, uh, the National Organization of Women, you know, is out there. Things have improved greatly, Yeah, but there are still male pigs out there.
0: Yeah. And there always
2: will be, won't there? Always will be. We just got to call them out better. And, you know, um, women need to be heard and Mm -hmm. they need to be believed. Mm -hmm. Women need to start supporting other women. I could not agree more with you. Um, You know, in a lot of cases, I think either women are afraid to support or they... You know, sometimes we can be bitches to other women. Yes, did yes. I swear? Yep. Um, <laughs> it makes sense. It and, and I think that's part of the problem, also. You know, if some guy does something rude towards me, I'm not afraid no. to say something. Oh, no, you are not. But, no. However, you're tough. However, you know, not all women will do that. Mm-hmm. And I think women need to be more supportive of other women. I okay. agree. I agree, and so
0: that's why I think this particular case of Aziz Ansari is so interesting because yes. I, I already came out and said earlier that I I think that that woman was using the movement and using this current culture of let's call call out all the pigs in Hollywood, yeah. um, opportunistically rather than coming out as an honest to god victim. I think that yeah. you know she experienced something that she didn't like, but talking uh, you know claiming. The victimhood, I really think, hurts the... You know, I think it does affect how serious the movement is. And we finally are starting to listen to each other and, and believe women. And I think a story like hers works against the movement because it's just too far-fetched.
1: Yeah. I completely agree. And, like, you know, the whole, like, women supporting women, like, I want to support her. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a bad night. Something bad happened to you yeah, that I would upset like to be you. Her. And I am so sorry. We have all had situations that have been upsetting and things like that um what is what he did worthy of going to a police officer that doesn't make you a victim because you have to go to the police you know what i mean but like did you find ways to work through it from her text messages she had a conversation with him that sounded like she talked to some girlfriends and said the other night didn't go the way i wanted it to they helped her craft a text to him that said you disregarded my you know clear wanting you to like back off and i didn't enjoy it and felt disrespected and he immediately was like, wow, I did not see that. You're right. I am so sorry you felt that way. Like my sincerest apologies. So I don't understand what this article then continues to go towards when it's like, I want to support women. And I do believe that that is the most important thing. If we can show men, we back each other up. Now you have to back us up as well. Mm -hmm. We have to be the ones to set that precedent. And I feel like this article took anything away from hard work that had been happening over six months and fast six months. I mean, you go from the Harvey Weinstein thing to, you know, um, Rose McGowan now has like a special on E! that she's been doing a documentary and all of these, you know, things. But then I also think at the same time, and this is a little left of it, we're still not believing, you know, uh, Mia Farrow's children who are saying like, Woody Allen fully assaulted me and people are like... God, yeah, I'd but love to we be in really a Woody Allen movie. It would
0: be paris. so good. I do have yeah, a night in paris. It's, it's hard it's to watch tough. it. That is tough. I, I believe his children. I do too. I I well
2: children and grown women are two different things. I mean yeah. that, they're, that's they're, a people whole are, different I agree. they yeah. um,
0: you know, we say his children because yeah, they're they were children. But as adults they're they're claiming it. Right. But um,
2: you know, I think if anything is going to come out of me too, yeah. I hope anything comes out. It's speak up as soon as you can. I okay. agree. Mm-hmm. Don't let We do things, need to start that. I mean, sooner it happens, speak up yeah. either to the person or tell someone else, mm-hmm. don't wait. And that's hard to do for someone. It is. Yes. I know. But um, I think the sooner it comes up, then you're not accused of, of taking an opportunity
0: yeah. months later. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes it hard with the Aziz situation. Right. So, she went know, until he won a Golden Globe before she came out with her story. Yeah.
2: And I think, you know, it would make it easier for all that as soon as something inappropriate mm-hmm. happens,
1: speak up. Yeah. I totally agree. <sighs> Some sage mommy advice. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate I think it. if we take, not comfort, but like if we live in that uncomfortable place, because it's going to be difficult and uncomfortable to speak up, that'll make other people feel more comfortable with speaking up. So, there's yeah. going to be a level of uncomfort a while, while we get to the place where if somebody makes you feel uncomfortable, you immediately turn around and say, no. And I you, have a mother and father who yeah, love me. You, do you don't get don't to, talk to talk to me like that. that. And,
2: you know, real quick, um, in one of my years of teaching, mm-hmm. we had a um, a principal who was inappropriate. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, teachers, when we'd have to go and speak with this principal, we would not let them go alone. Because we all knew he was gross and disgusting. Ugh. And so even though our school board didn't really hear much of what we had to say, they didn't care, we could gather together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And keep things from happening or keeping people away from him. Yeah. And there was so, strength and safety in that.
1: That's right. So, you know, you, you do what you got to do. Yeah. You got to take care of each other. Yeah. And our mom was always on a safe sound. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> <And laughs> <And so I'm laughs> saying, no, no I was just saying, like, like a mom perspective here, like, that safety and that uh-huh. strength, that's what our mothers are trying to raise us to do. Well, and, and, and sometimes you can't speak up, or exactly. People that like
2: listen when you speak up. That's but true. But you can get a bonding together. Yeah. So that
1: those situations can be avoided. Totally wow. right. I'm really glad we had you here to kind of talk about this stuff. Like, exactly. said, like, you know, you've seen this new fourth wave, and it's yeah. got to mm-hmm. be interesting. Like, and it needs to stop being a wave and just needs to be the way that we live it needs to
0: be the, in a feminist needs to be the world. environment. Yeah. Or, and like we, we talked about this on the show last week, you know, it's not like everything needs to be female centric. We're looking for equality. We're yeah. looking for um, just to be seen as um, members in, in society equal to men. That's and all. No one would
1: be great if feminism wasn't the word anymore. It was yeah. Just like, it's just like Oh, an or whatever you guys, this, whatever yeah. it's, it is. it is. respecting each other. Yeah. Weird. Such well, a concept. things are going okay i'm, I'm i may be doing. now she's down. thinking
2: Here yeah we go. Well, i'm always thinking <laughs> with the internet and things like that you don't need to be one-on-one with someone to be harassed correct mm-hmm. so is this the end of it or is it going to be a different type of harassment there will be
0: a new future? one in
1: the future i believe there will always be a new fresh hell to deal with. Yeah, because, like, my drone, my drone and my, like, AI bot one day might be oh, yes. really nasty to somebody. Exactly. I just that think way? that you can't plan for what potentially could happen. Like, when we were growing up, sitting, you know, in school playing, like, the most DOS version of Oregon Trail, that <laughs> anybody would have needed to teach us about cyberbullying. No. You couldn't even think about that in the future. Mm-hmm. So, to think about, like, any kind of harassment, you... Almost, it's like all of a sudden it comes to light. We all have to be quicker on the draw Mm -hmm. of taking it down. And then, okay, now we're all good for a while and be ready for the next one. And then jump all over that one too. There's no way to know.
0: Yeah. What new fresh hell is going to come our way? We just got to get our battle armor on and be ready to...
1: Maybe that'll be our next thing. You know, next year Amy and I will have a, you know... Podcast about taking down cyberbullies or harassment. No, Melania's, Melania's, Melania's not gonna do
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> but we are hoping she's gonna leave his ass. So please, girl. <laughs> Hashtag free Melania. Yeah. All right, do you have any other podcasts to talk to me about this week? I don't. What about you? Are um
1: you- no, Mom, anything else?
0: You only listen to two, and you've, you're you on one, and you've talked about the other. <laughs> I'll have gift speed on something later. Honestly,
1: better well, year for you. You listen to two podcasts, and you've already been on one. There, yeah. <laughs> You just have to be on another oh, other one oh, now. Twenty twenty eighteen. 2018.
0: If you sign me up, I'm a free.
1: Yes. <laughs> she doesn't even need a sponsor. She's willing to fly around the country She's for just, any
0: podcast. No, I did download uh, Deadly Manners to your phone. You just haven't listened to it yet. You don't know where it is, do you? No. Okay. <laughs> well, look I it also up again.
2: have what what was that other one?
0: Thirty-six questions. And- oh oh yeah. yeah. Put that on your phone too. I haven't listened to that either. That's good. <laughs> or you can just go back to episode nine? Sure. sure. Seven? Whatever? Sure. We're talking
1: about it. Anyway. Let's wrap this thing <laughs> up, shall we? Yeah, we definitely should um so thanks, everyone, for joining us at our quinceanera episode yeah. of episode. Jean, the Mother of All Podcaster. And um, if you're looking to find us on our social medias, mm-hmm. you can find us at PodcastRWD on Instagram, Twitter. And just search us at Podcast Rewind on Facebook. Drop us a note. Tell us what you're listening to. Do you have a podcast you want us to check out? We're happy to make more pod friends. And in the meantime, you can find me at Erica Jarvis on Instagram and Twitter. That's right. You can even send us an
0: email at PodcastRWD at gmail.com you don't want to post publicly Yeah. if you want to send us some hate mail whatever you want to do you can drop us an email there (laughs) Um. or you can follow me at I'm Amy Randolph on Instagram or Twitter mom what's your social media Facebook (laughs) is there more I need no you're okay you have an Instagram you follow us on Instagram you never I I don't think you post it ever yes you have an Instagram (laughs) anyway will you find it for me because i don't know uh, yeah. we'll we'll get in your phone after this <laughs> um until next week everybody do not forget be kind, be kind. and rewind, rewind. bye, bye. 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 bye.